Welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. You sound like you're telling a secret. Aren't well, you excited I, to be back after, I, you know, it's, it's three weeks off the air? I, I am very excited to be back. I'm very excited. People is, were, you know, there were rumours of our demise were greatly exaggerated. People were, were saying... We were the bad and mean mark too. They yeah. were saying we'd gone down. <laughs> no, we haven't gone down. The rumours of our demise are exaggerated. Exactly. We're back. We're back. And we're excited to be back. And look, you know, there's plenty to talk about. Um, so there, was, there, was, there was plenty, lots happened in in our time off, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, that's right. But if people think that you know the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet would be taken down and no longer transmit to you from the somewhat cleaner, may I add, storeroom buried somewhere in the let's, bowels of civic location of which away. it's better than it has been. I mean, those rats are in suits just for a start. Um, we come to you also with the dubious support of the Greenhouse, the Canberra Raiders' number one fan forum. Get online and get engaging with your fellow Raiders supporters and people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And mentioning people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do, come in and buy your records, uh, your CDs, your clothing, paraphernalia, all sorts of things from Hell. people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do, the good people at Landspeed Records. Hell, even by the time you're hearing this, who knows, maybe the Choose CBR vouchers will be working again. Maybe the Choose that was, CBR vouchers. That was vouchers. a very challenging week last week. It must have been a, <laughs> a, a challenging week. But yeah, come in and see those people because they love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do. And if you're listening to this podcast, you love the Canberra Raiders. That much, we're absolutely certain of. So, we, we do have good stuff to talk about, don't we? There's so much to talk about. I mean, we've been the through... Good, the, the bad, three, the ugly. Been, I mean, we, we came off the back of the, the, the storm loss. That well, last time we were here... No, George, we did the storm last, didn't we? George Williams had... Um, the, the the story had broken, mm. but there was still a bit of negotiating to be done yep. regarding his severance package. Look, I think, yep. in the end, the club got away with only having to pay him two months of his salary, which well, I... I look at it the other way around. I think George Williams got away with 100000 of the remaining 400000 Well, I think the club um, got away with only having to pay two months of his salary. So they would, on one hand, look upon that as they had a financial windfall yep. because they didn't have him still here when he wasn't going to be part of the, the plan yeah. moving forward um, and they didn't have to keep on paying him. How they came away from a PR point of view, I don't think it was great. I don't think it was handled as well as it could have. And I, I although um, it's been said that we have not given up on signing players from the UK as a result of all this, um, I think it's going to be diff- more difficult now to bring players over from the UK. No. Especially when you've got a couple of blokes at Wigan who will be... Um, yeah, yeah, but let's not ex- exactly the best ambassadors for the Canberra. No, and they forward. won't. And everyone will be looking at the other Wigan players and the other people will be looking at those guys and say, "Well, it's all right for you, because the Wigan boss was prepared to pay you two top dollar coming over. You two are the marquee players on that top dollar. We're not. The money the Canberra Raiders are offering us and the conditions that the Canberra Raiders are offering us are probably going to be well, better than what we, we get here we are as a result of you two sitting there. We're assuming that George Williams is going back to Wigan on marquee money. And well, yeah, the release he, that he'd signed a contract was pretty much what really started all of this going. When it came out that he it was a done deal only, that he signed the contract. I've only heard that from you. You've, you've written it as a done deal and maybe you've got inside sources that have... Have um, backed that up, but I haven't seen this, that report this was, anywhere else. This was this was talk on the English Rugby League Twitter channels that I follow that it was a done deal. From... No, no, but there's still there's still speculation that it's between Wigan and Warrington, mm-hmm. and Warrington are in fact letting go of their halfback. I will bet you, perhaps effective immediately. I will bet you fifty cents right now that George Williams is playing for Wigan Warriors next season. I, well, why can't he play for them this season? Why can't he play from this season? Because the release is contingent on him not playing for another club this season, and especially not another NRL club, which was part of the, the release conditions. I don't think there's anything about him not playing in the Super League. Well, I think part of the problem was the reason why he wouldn't rack off right now was his contract didn't start in the Super League until next season. This is this is what I've, I've surmised anyway, from the circumstances. Anyway, we've probably we've probably covered. We've probably covered the George Williams. My feeling on this, and this is, you know, like it's, you know, like you can't, who actually knows the facts on this? Who actually knows the facts? I'll tell you who knows the facts on all of this. It's George Williams John and Bateman. his manager. Yeah, I don't think John <laughs> Bateman knows it. Um, it's George Williams and, and, and his manager. And look, you know, the, the Blake and the Pork podcast has been long-term um, lovers of John Bateman. We've had a segment named after, you know, why do we love John Bateman? 
um, and it was there, but um, that segment no longer exists, and there's a reason for that. John, I defended you. I, I didn't. I didn't lay into you when, in Grand mm-hmm. Final Week 2019, you came out at that moment and selfishly came out and agitated for a pay rise for an upgrade. At that particular moment, you chose to put yourself could up have, above the club and all the players you were could playing. Could have waited with. a week. Your opinion now on the rectitude of people's behaviours and leaks and people going through is worth nothing. It has no validity whatsoever because you did that. You did that. Your opinion on how to go about things in the proper manner has no validity. All it does is make you look like a complete hypocrite. And that's it. John, I loved you playing for me, but now it's time to shut your mouth because your opinion means nothing. Okay. I believe George Williams. This is my belief. I don't know the truth. I could be wrong, but I believe that there was very solid talk that he had already signed a contract, that perhaps there was a lot of motions for him to be released from the contract with the Raiders for next year, and there was a lot of pressure put on for that release to be coming through, and that all sorts of things happened that supported that. I can't go into those because it would be an allegation rather than a, a fact. You can't substantiate these things because I don't know the truth. Yeah, I think the problem was that he, you know, there was all this talk that one year into the contract he wanted to get another um, club somewhere else in Australia so he'd have the full Australian experience. There was rumours, there was there was trips to coastal places. Yes, exactly well he went, to, he went to Batemans Bay and that ended up in a stint in, in, in quarantine in uh, in Melbourne when he flew into Melbourne, remember, because he'd been in New South Wales. Anyway, I think the problem was that when he brought his girlfriend with him over, she probably thought she was going to Summer Bay. You know, she, her, her probably the extent of her Australian experience was based on episodes of Neighbours and, and Home and Away. Hmm. And when they got to Canberra it was just didn't meet what they were hoping for. And I mean the whole argument's always been that we should sign players from the UK because they're used to cold and miserable conditions. Yes. Well, if you're from somewhere cold and miserable, wouldn't it be more appealing to play for a club like the Roosters and, and go hang out at Bondi Beach? Oh, I think it actually will. If the Roosters will offer you the same amount of money. Yeah. If they'll offer you the same the Roosters were in the hunt for Josh Hodgson, but they would only give him a two year contract and he was gonna be sitting there behind Jake Friend. Yeah. And he was getting offered a three-year contract by the Raiders and more money. What did he take? You just have to make a better deal. And who was George Williams before he came and played with the Raiders? He was the week and a half back. But he wasn't yet the the English half back. No. That that's come through since then. No, but that was that was kind of that was kind of Wayne's fault. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. That's true. And I mean Wayne had Blake Austin on that, the wing and That he was very him. weird. Yes, no, I think we'll agree with that. <laughs> that but, too, I still want to see that documentary. Look, the issue is if if you have a club back if in someone England. Knows one how... of the very few clubs back in England that actually has the money to make you one of their marquee players and and has that offer in the time of COVID when you want to see your family, you'll jump to that. More importantly, but how many of the other players is Wigan? And let's face it, Wigan's probably the only club with any decent money. No, no, St Helens and Warrington. There's three big clubs. Okay, but are they offering the money for other people to come back? Maybe they are, but they have to be sure those people are good. And they yeah. can only do so many. So it's not they're all going to get lured back. The no. NRL is still going to be a better option for 85% of them. True, true. You make some good points. What I want to say more importantly, if anyone does know how I can watch that that documentary on that more disastrous this is more UK, UK Lions tour. I'm going to click the pen now. No, just stop because clicking that's your pen. So stop clicking your pen. Um, can you please send us a DM or something? If you've got a link or something. Because <clears throat> the only way I could find it was on the BBC um, viewer and if I don't have a VPN so it recognised I was in Australia I, I couldn't watch it but I really want to see it because have you seen that I've only ever seen that little clip where Wayne Bennett's they're filming from the sideline and Wayne Bennett's berating Josh Hudson saying don't you ever ever kick the ball I've got two halfbacks here you just buddy pass it over so Wayne was the one that started it I think he started the the, the, the thing about um, Josh overplaying his hand you haven't seen it? Josh doesn't overplay his hand Josh Hodgson is a magnificent man, and if he wants to kick the damn ball, he can kick the damn ball. Well, I mean, you know, we criticised... A few seasons ago, you will remember, he was the leading 40-20 exponent in the game. So I think you want that guy kicking the ball, don't you? The thing about the the crash ball on the fifth tackle, when um, Papali crashes over for a try, Mm. it's a good thing. Mm. When you get held up on the fifth... It's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. It's, you know... Mm. You've got to back yourself at some point. Okay, well, it's enough of UK players and... and mm. uh, oh, well, but we do have to go to um, the issue of Gareth Widdop. The, the rumours are rife 
that he's out there now. Gareth does have a bit of a shoulder issue that, you know, possibly dodgy shoulders. But He also uh, has, I mean, I rate him. I think he's a good I player. I rate him too. Uh, he does have a very serious age issue in that if we sign him for 2022, yep. that's next year, isn't it? 2022. He'll be 33 by the time that the season kicks off. Yeah. That's freaking old for anyone who isn't called Cooper Cronk. I mean, unless you... How, Cooper... old, how old was Jason Smith when we shoved 32. him? 32. 32. He was a very old 32 then. And he, he, was was a, a... he was a smoker as I well. Know. I know. He was yeah. out there with the winnies he after was, the He was old school. He was very old and, school. And he was good after, though, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, he was brilliant. But after they, <laughs> after they um, made him, they broke the mould and there's no one else. There's, there's none like him anymore. I wouldn't mind to look at Gareth. What's the worst thing that can happen? He plays out his time in the Reggies. Well, you could you could sign him if he's willing to come for three four hundred thousand. You know, obviously he's not or worth, less. Well, I don't think you get him. I don't think you get him for much less than that. But well, if he wants to come back to Australia, he grew up. He's an Australian citizen. Yeah, well, his family. So he moved to the UK to get a really big marquee deal at Warrington. Yeah, he got it. Um, but his family went over with him, so he's, I, I, he came over to Australia when he was like he was a kid, yeah, yeah, not that young, like fifteen or something, 15, like, 16, yeah, yeah, and and joined the Storm system, and then, yep. and then, but then he wanted to go back, big money on offer in the UK, experience playing in the Super League, but then his family wasn't happy there, so they've moved back to Wollongong, yeah, so he wants to come back to Australia, which makes sense. And Wollongong's actually in a position where you can virtually commute. Wollongong's not far from Canberra, no. No, I it's, think we're, it's, it, we're back two, in the day, actually, Scott Logan, I think, used to yeah. commute. We're a two-hour drive. Yeah. We're a two-hour drive, and, that, and that's doable. It's not fun, but it's doable. Um, so it's there. But, yeah, so... Um, but, uh, look, we did get a win against the Broncos. We should probably talk about that. We did. I just, I've read it in um, Sportress, and it was my sentiments exactly. Mm. It, it shows of... Down where, at the Sportress, if you're not, list, uh, if you're not reading it. Get on board. Uh, he, he's on Twitter. Um, read his regular columns. Dan, he knows his stuff. It's well written. Uh, he said, and I was my thoughts exactly, that you knew how badly we were going as a, as a club, as an organisation, in that I was not confident at all going to that match. No, not at all. I was, once Albert Kelly was out and once... Um, Xavier Coates. Xavier Coates was out and um, Carmichael Hunt was, was, was the halfback, I started to feel a bit more confident. Yeah, but, but we still look. We played well. We still had to play well, and I think we still had to play well. But they they are not in a good shape now. The fact that Tessa Nui, who was brought in as an emergency reserve when Xavier Coates was ruled out, was probably their second best player after yeah. Payne Haas. And let's face it, Payne Haas is a you can build a side around that kid. Payne Haas is a good good uh, front rower. Tavita Pangai Junior was 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 pretty threatening as well. Mm. He had some good runs, and he was offloading. At will for a long time until I think the message went out. Just for God's sake, stop him from offloading, and they yeah. they managed to. They did, they did, they did manage to offload him. But yeah, look, look, he was good. But once he came off at the sixty minute mark and he wasn't wasn't coming back on, that was I believe that was the point in the match where and the, the Broncos were gone because he offered them go for it and he did start running out of juice after the after half time. And they all cooled down a lot, the Broncos, too. They did. They were fine in the first half. In the second half, you could see they tightened up from the cold. And it was pretty cold. It was cold, man. It was cold. It was cold. But um, they, they did. But, look, um, the $20 Blake and the Pork Landspeed voucher for Man of the Match goes unanimously this week to young Bailey Simonson. He was very good. He, he was. was. Very, he showed more in that one game yep. at fullback than he's shown yep. um, previously. He was... on, and all his, all his time on the wing. Yep. I'm not going to get too carried away like many people have on, on the Bailey Simonson hype train that he's the answer to fullback. And he is at the moment. Well, definitely, definitely in the short term, he looks a lot better than than Aikens. But I mean, one good game at fullback. No, no, that's right. And Caleb Aikens, when he came in, his first game was good. Well, this too. is this is the thing. The first game, you you were totally high on the on totally. the Aikens. I bought, the, I drank cool though. I know, and you wanted him to to be like. Aitkins, I don't think will play no, another no. game, and, and, and he's off contract. We only signed him one year yeah, deal, so right. he'll he'll be he'll be in the you know he'll be the next and Brad Abbey or Nathan Massey or you know there's been a series of these guys. I'd also say you don't get too high on one game at fullback. You remember Reese Rob uh, Reese Robinson's I first game? I never thought Reese Robinson got enough of a go at fullback. I thought he was much better at there than they let him do. There was a couple of awkward moments in a side that had lots of awkward moments. And he carried a lot of can. I always thought Reese Robinson got. He up. was very exciting with the ball, and he could. He was fast. And he could ball play, but 
he wasn't prepared to put his body on the line at the back. No. I remember in the back end of 2014, mm. when Campo had finally been mm. dropped to reserve grade, Milford was moved to the halves, and um, Ricky, you could see Robertson was off contract. He thought, I'll give him one more go back at fullback. We'll see how he goes. Mm. He had an absolute shocker. And I remember just looking at Ricky and just the filthy look that was on his face as he looked in the direction of, of Reese Robinson. That was the end of Reese Robinson. It was. And it was actually after that game that he decided to give Jack a go at fullback. Yeah. And then Jack was revelation at, at, at fullback and Reese Robinson was gone. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's been other examples of... I mean, the other one I was going to cite <laughs> as well before we, we get too carried away, another cautionary tale. David Milne. Do you remember when David Milne first went to fullback? Yeah, but David Milne was always too small. He was fast and he was great on ball returns. Too small. The good thing about Bailey was... He's big enough that he punches back now. He's punching yeah. back with ball returns. Um, he puts his body on the line. Okay, not CNK or Jack worthy, but he's putting his body on the line, the last line defence. More than Aikens. So you've got a chance of actually tackling someone, whereas I didn't think that Aikens had that chance and wasn't showing it. Um, and he knows now, because there was lots of us, including myself, who were thinking, yeah, I'm not sure he's still in my... My seventeen. Well, we were calling for him to be dropped from the wing. You know, yeah, I wasn't sure ago. he was in my After seventeen. After the storm game, especially. <clears throat> oh, and look, I was surprised when I saw this um, that he was there. But I think he made a good fist of it this weekend against the Dragons. This will is show the a thing. Lot. This is the thing. He was not tested by the Broncos at all. No, I mean they didn't really get that many sets. But didn't he look better in attack? He did. But he didn't. They didn't get that many sets where he could really be have the blowtorch applied to him the way yeah, he yeah, would yeah, yeah. if we come up against a uh, Roosters or a Storm. But you or just a get this feeling his positioning was better. His position yeah. was constantly better. No, look, he had he he but, showed he, that the pass to yeah, yeah. semi that was brilliant. And he meant it. It wasn't yeah. an accident. It was good. But um, it was our best second half effort this season, points wise. In fact, all round wise. Um, I don't think we've had a more complete second half. And yes, we were playing the Broncos, but at least it was I something. thought actually at one point there we looked like we were going to go on and and get more. I thought 50 yeah, was looking possible. Yeah, when they denied possible. they denied the the try for Rapa and pushing the person out of the way, which yeah. in, the replay I think sustained unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I think if that try had been scored, um, we may have gone a fifty. But uh, look, I think the side was happy just to have got through that match with a win. Um, without any injuries, which was the other good news from that match. Yeah. Although, um, no, it looked like Corey Hadawida-Nida was going to stay off with a HIA um, for basically running a full flight into Kobe Hetherington's shoulder. It's still going to hurt, whether or not you think that, you know, it deserved to get off. It still was a pretty decent whack. You know, there's always that moment when the player gets called out at your home ground as an opposition player and you know they're in trouble and the crowd yells off, 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 off. Even if they don't really think it's the case, they call for it. No one, no one called out off, off, off. It wasn't even contemplated. You know why it wasn't? Because the replay, which we'd seen on the screen, clearly showed... It was an accident. ...that he, <clears throat> Corey had tried to step over Turpin's tackle got legged by it, and literally gone flying into a stationary Kobe yeah. Hedrington. He'd gone flying into a stationary... Was, was, you were you sent off the lamppost for a car running into it. That's the only way you can look at it. it, there, it you could put it on a report, you might at worst blow a penalty. I was thinking sin bin. I was thinking, oh, you could go to the sin bin for but this But earlier one. in the day, I'm not sure if you saw the Kevin yeah. Proctor high Oops, tackle... I know of it, yeah. ...against the Victor Radley send-off, and the... Uh, sorry, sin bins, and the... Papali'i send-off, it was worse. But this Quite is, easily this, worse. This is the problem... And with... sent the, that particular player that he copped out of the game and this... enacted the 18th man. And Proctor didn't get sent off. No, but then... this is, that's why he got sent <clears throat> off because this is the problem with the NRL is they're so reactionary. Oh, someone... Oh, we should have done something with this guy in the next game. You know, but there's the... the ref's boss makes a call to the refs. We're not going soft. Don't take this as Proctor but one as the, the issue standard. is it's the bunker who made the decisions on both cases and reviewed it, made the recommendation, and the bunker sits but in was the it middle the same of for... Sydney. Yeah, I guess. No, no, yeah. but and we had Matt Noyan making that decision, who is for mine the ass clown of the week. We're going into ass clown of the week, are we? No, we're not. We'll get to it okay. later. Um, that's that's the wrong thing, but it should be consistent. They should have you actually have had said he grinds my gears. No, but he doesn't grind my gears. It's just he's the ass clown. Okay. He's the ass clown. But the the thing was, it was just a crap send off. And 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 while it benefited us on this occasion, it just shows these things going to happen. And who's it going to happen to next? It'll happen to us next. You know, when these inconsistencies are there, who's going to suffer the most from? 
Camberators. That's what's always going to happen. Great moments. I think Josh Papali'i looked fantastic and means to... Um, there was some question about whether he'd get his origin jumper back. No, there's no question of that. And, 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 Who said, where did you see this? Uh, my boss, Tim Gable, on a telecast said, is he doing enough to get his origin jumper back? And, well, and that's my, my comment was back, well, he's drawing breath and he has a pulse. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Um, which I think went down like a I lead he, balloon. I think he's just about the first person they'd pick. I, right now, they're all desperate for him not to be injured to be their number one thing. Then we've got uh, Matt Tomoko. Now, while I don't think he was in our best players on the field, gee, wasn't his effort good? Matt Tomoko was good. You're right, yeah. He was He was very good. We've been calling for him to get a spot in the first grade team. He hasn't played since that game against the Sharks, you know that? This was a seamless edit that's covering over the fact that we're recording on another day because someone <laughs> forgot the power cord. Who forgot the power cord, Blake, eh? Who was it? Who was it, Blake? I can't do everything, man. I it can't was, do everything. It was or, you. You basically But think... you could have gone upstairs to the good people at uh, a competing place that has... Yeah, and was... spent like $100 on an yeah, Apple no. charges aren't cheap. Apple charges aren't cheap. <laughs> no, anyway. no. So we're back again, people. Apologies for the delay. And that's why the episode's coming out on Friday morning or late Thursday night. Late Thursday as, night. As opposed to, in yeah. case they're thinking, everyone probably jumped on their devices this <laughs> I, morning. I just couldn't went... allow that to be seamless. Yeah. As seamless as you've done that. That was very good. <laughs> I, I did like that. But yeah, Tomoko was very good. The good oil is that, and I've spoken to him and I've spoken to the coach about this, is Harley Smith-Shields, as we've seen, has been named to the New South Wales Cup side. Extended bench. I have been... No, he's in He's in the side, isn't no, he? No, he's on the bench. He's on the bench. He is positively back. I have been talking to Harley for a couple of weeks now about it. He said he was coming back. Now he's certain he's coming back. I've been worried he's rushing back because if he tears his bicep again, maybe that's it for him. I talked to the coach about it. The coach said, no, he is right. We are not wash- rushing him back. Which coach? Ricky. Oh, Ricky. Yeah. Yeah, Ricky's talking to you again, is he? Ricky's always talking to me. <laughs> Why wouldn't he talk to me? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, okay. But he's not being rushed back. But that And that means we've got some, some wealth in the centres. We do. We do. And so we're probably in a position to let go of someone else that has been playing in the centres. Are you calling for the... Uh, the head of Curtis Scott? Yes, I am. Indefinite yes, I am. stand down of Curtis. I, I'm saying sack him. I'm saying cut him loose. It hasn't worked. He came here with issues, well-known issues. Clearly, he hasn't been able to put those issues behind him. I mean, I went pretty hard the first time when he got done in Sydney and Australia Day, and then look, we had to back down a bit once we saw the um, the heavy-handed... They were heavy-handed. Yeah, actions of New South Wales Police. Yeah. Um, but again, he's put himself in a situation yeah. shouldn't have. He's one of those people that clearly hasn't learned from his mistakes. You would have thought Australia Day would have been a big wake-up call. It wasn't. Um, you know, we stand him down, we suspend him, we find him. Is it just going to happen again in six months' time? Well, I don't think at, he's at the bottom line. Now we're, we're now on to three matches without him being available to us because of the stand. We still don't know where he stands because we don't still know where he stands with the club. Look, I know the club has to go through their processes in order to do things properly, to justify. And, and I don't him. know what they're, they're talking about or how popular he is internally or if there's any extenuating circumstances that we're not aware of. And we have to bear that in mind. The number one thing we always have to bear in mind um, is the innocent until proven guilty. And I know I stuck my neck out a few weeks ago when, had we recorded, I would have been asked clown of the week for my statements on Jack DeBellin, um, who individually I do not want to support in the slightest because everything I read out of that um, uh, court case, regardless um, of the fact that it hasn't gone through, I don't like the bloke. Um, uh, but the point is, innocent until proven guilty. You actually have to have a right within the society to actually have your case heard. Well, this is because the, otherwise, okay. uh, otherwise we're just going into mob rule. Okay. Now, I think in this case we have just like the Jack White incident. We have a video which shows him actually doing something, and we have priors where yeah. we know they're there. So I do think that definitely weighs you know, against and, and him. This is this is the thing, and it comes back to you remember Steve Irwin versus Todd Carney. Well, Steve Irwin was sacked. And Todd Carney was kept yeah. because Steve Irwin was a bit part guy we brought down when there was no investment, there was no long term commitment. And yes, it was a double stand, and double stands do exist in football and in business. And they admitted that at the time. Yeah. And same thing. Well, you could say, well, we kept Jack White. Well, again, we'd invested a lot in Jack White, and Jack White's our best player. Mm. You know, um, uh, Clive Churchill medal yeah, yeah, and a no. M proved that we so I was in the never right at any stage saying we should dump Jack White. Uh, you were, but anyway, we, historical revision. Not. So was I. You did say it. I'll, I'll find some evidence. Anyway. I said that we should dump Jack White. <laughs> you did. Really? You did. I said anyway, that. Anyway, maybe not on the record. 
Um, oh, so now you're putting words into my mouth. All right. No, I'm just saying, maybe not on the show. This but is you a did, campaign you did, against me. Solsky's right. You, you do have a campaign about me. It has been you and your missus that have been leaking all this stuff. You did You did say... Unbelievable. You, you think you know a bloke. Jack White... I mean, Jack White. Do we need Curtis, to have another honesty session? Curtis Scott is not offering enough that we should keep him for this under the, these circumstances. So mm-hmm. I think, you know... And also, too, when we signed him, I thought when Ricky Stewart came in, we had a no-dickheads policy. And I just have never really seen where he fits into that that no-dickheads policy. What I have seen him in and around the side, he seems to fit in quite well. There doesn't seem to be any, um, any obvious... I remember watching when Josh McGrath was with the Cowboys, watching him when he came down with the side and he stood apart from his teammates in the warm-up when he was on the bench. When he was on the field, he stood apart from them and you could see it. They And it wasn't just him standing apart from them. They were standing apart from him. Yeah. And that was an extreme case, but I've seen nothing to suggest... No, and look, he probably is a good bloke when he's not... But I did when see not... when Dukes and um, Blake Ferguson were running foul and things were going... I they did were off. S- but I did see them standing apart. Yeah, they were off from and, and other people standing apart from them. So you did see that. But I've seen nothing to suggest that within no, the no, Raiders no. camp. I don't think I don't think I don't think his his teammates dislike him, but look, that's there and that that, that leads into Matt Dufty. Yes. I mean, like so we what I'd heard was that that no offer had been made to Matt Dufty and that basically his his the one place that was offering him was the Warriors. Um, that sort of suited my um, narrative. I was thinking to myself, well, I see his, his ability to attack, I see his speed, I see his creativity, but I also see his size. Are we importing another Anthony Milford where when someone breaks into the backfield and it's between, you know, like, is Matt Dufty going to stop him? The answer will be no. We've just imported he's, a speed he's stopped. He stopped Tavita Pangai Jr. on the line um, against the Broncos two weeks ago. So it's it's not, if anything, By I himself. think... Yeah, he did. If anything, I think the issue is maybe his decision-making at the back. But here's the thing. Defence is a system. Defence can be trained. Defence can be worked on. What that guy brings if we sign him, and I would dearly hope that we do sign him, and you know, it looks as though he's available. We might have to pay you know, an arm and a leg to get him. Mm. He brings the two things that we've been most noticeably missing this season, speed and X-Factor. I mean, yeah. we've really we've we have no X factor this year, and we have no speed. And in terms of attack, under the way the game's played now, and if it's going to continue to be played, fullback is your most attacking and most important position. Yeah, look, it, it worries me. You and can, I you can teach don't, defense. I don't you want can't to play teach an arm X factor. This is not a marquee player we're talking. No, about. but we could probably pick him up if we do jettison Curtis Scott. We can probably pick him up for the four hundred grand that Curtis Scott's on. And if we can sack Curtis Scott now, we can bring in Dufty right away. Yeah, because apparently the the latest thing I just saw on Twitter before from uh, the mole, take it how you want. Dufty didn't show up to training training uh, today or this week at all for the Dragons. But I mean, I don't blame him. The way he's been treated. Look, look, and and it's hard. We're not there, and that's the other thing. We are not there. We do not know these people and these characters. One of the things that was upsetting me in the whole George Williams area was with 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 him going was people couldn't see what was necessarily actually going on and people couldn't talk about necessarily what was going on because while you can say, well, this happened and it's because they're doing this, you have no proof about it. So actually making the allegation can be a libelous thing. So you can't see two sides of the coin. So the one thing that you see in that issue is Ricky being angry and Don being angry and they look like angry people being unreasonable because doesn't Georgie look nice? Well, I can guarantee you there are positively two sides to that coin. So when we're looking at Matt Dufty and we're saying to ourselves, oh, look, he, it, he's wrong in that, maybe there's something we don't know about. And I don't think there is. I really don't think there is, but maybe no, no, look, there is. Look, if they want to decide that he's not a player they want moving forward, that happens at every club every year. But, yeah, yeah. And obviously, the and Dragons... and that hook is like he's actually a pretty good bloke. No, I don't like him. Um... They've reacted, so there's been a backlash from Dragons fans. There was a sign, keep Dufty. I think it's fantastic you're eating during the podcast. It's lunchtime, man. Um, <laughs> there's been it, so they have then come out and we we're like, okay, we're going to go on the PR offensive. You know, Paul Osborne used to eat while he was commentating. He used to be <laughs> shoving a sausage roll in his I mouth. I don't doubt that. Gable had blinked to him, <laughs> like this. And I then he'd usually do something no, really great, like break wind. 
It was fantastic. It was when the, the the Saturday afternoon ABC games. I'm sure there were times when they cut to Big Artie on the sideline and he was eating He was eating the pie. Yeah, but he was. Two pies. But, but that was, that was Artie. That was his thing. That was Artie. And Artie's, a, you know, an immortal for You're saying reason. I'm not Artie. You're not Artie. I sure as hell am not Artie. Great man, Well, it wasn't Artie. a meat pie anyway. But, uh, so, the Dufty thing. So, now the Dragons have come out with this sort of offensive PR campaign to try and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's really been quite terrible and quite awful. And you want that guy to go turn up, you know, plays his heart out yep, against the, totally. the, the Broncos, comes back again, and then has a game against the Bulldogs. And people are going, oh, well, you know, I wasn't that impressed by his effort in defence. Would you really want to put your body on line for a club and an organisation that was treating you so badly? No, and that, that does bring us to a thing, and, and everyone's favourite segment of this thing of this show, which is Ask Clown of the Week. <laughs> Blake, my Ask Clown of the Week is is related to the Matt Dufty one, and just just before we get this get onto this, this segment is totally unoriginal. You know that? No, it's not, is it? We stole this from Roy and HG, and I had no idea. It was only because you tried to send me something about Ass Clown. Trying to say that it was Ass Clown, that I googled Ass Clown, and all the entries that came up were Roy and HG Ass Clown of the Week. That's an actual segment that we've stolen. Oh. So, not only is the name of the actual podcast stolen from Dan at the Sportress by you, well, we do support Dan at the Sportress, and not like we cut him out and don't promote him. I mean, like, he knows. Uh, any of our extended bench, as, I think... far as, as far as we're concerned, he's a Blake in the porklet, you know, he's like, there's no question he's in the fold. Uh, Extended bench may be an original segment, but pretty much everything else. We've, Mostly because it's dreadful. <laughs> we've, 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 we've stopped. But anyway, Ask Clown of the Week, not I didn't know. No, I didn't know. I, I didn't know. know, but yes, no, now you remind me, Ask Cloud of the Week. And you know what? I'm happy to have copied those guys out of all, all the people you can copy. To copy Roy and HG, I mean, they, they wouldn't mind it either. Speaking of Roy and HG, I was talking to the Brick with Eyes. Uh, at the Broncos match the other day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a very pleasant experience. He's There's a lot going on between those ears. He's a bright, bright man. He's back in Canberra. Yeah, he is not, by any stretch of the imagination, your standard front row forward. He is like, he is an intelligent, well thought out man. Like, he's like, the he should have his um, front rower's uh, union card taken away from him because, yeah, very clever. There you go. Very, very clever. And I also, I got me, if you, you might have seen, a, a nice selfie with with Boxhead. And um, and uh, he was saying, like I was saying, it hurt seeing him in Broncos colours and said, yeah, it doesn't feel right to me here, especially not in this tunnel, but you got to stick with your brother. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely do. Oh, of course, and it's a job. Yeah, <laughs> he's, no, and he's on the payroll. you got to stick with your brother. <laughs> what else was he doing? But... Um, I don't know, but I love Boxhead and I will always love Boxhead. Oh, yeah. I used to like when he and Kerry used to... Um come up against each other that yeah. was never dull yeah but Kerry just wasn't as good a hooker no anyway but, did, but my ass clown of the week is Matt Noyan now I don't want to um, go in on Matt Noyan because I actually think he's a very good ref I think he's an excellent ref he's one of the better ones I mean I think Goff is for mine probably the peak ref at the moment uh, I think he's, he's are we the, talking about sorry Adam refs? G no no I'm talking about refs in general because they all go into the video refs I think Adam G at the moment is, is my um, my best ref um, with Grant Atkins and Jerry Sutton just behind him, with Peter Goff coming up into the fold very quickly. I've been very impressed with his performances. Um, but I like Matt Noyan. I think Matt Noyan is a good referee. The fact that Matt Noyan is the person who reviewed in the bunker Corey Hutter-Widenider flying into Kobe Hetherington's shoulder and then decided on that video replay to send him off. Like, I have seen... In any home ground, I'm not sure we said it in the recording yesterday, but I have been... At... You've already said this yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, maybe I have apologies to repeat. <laughs> that wasn't a send-off. What the hell were you doing? Okay, anyway, you that's my ask clown. Okay, my ask clown is Michael Chemis, who we don't like on this show. No, we don't. We don't like him at all. He did the story about how the Raiders were yeah. dirty and it was, it was unfair, the treatment the Panthers yeah, yeah. were getting. He, he was the Panthers mouthpiece. He was the one that, I'm pretty sure, broke the John Bateman grand final story as well. I'm pretty sure he did. And now he came out um, during the week with the absolute, um, in the City Morning Herald, the absolute uh, professional slash characteristic yeah. assassination of Matt Dufty. I mean, yeah. we, we, people in the media talk about Twitter being a sewer and they talk yeah. about the importance of mental health and all yeah, these yeah. other things. That was really low. And it was driven, um, yeah, obviously he had been given a dossier by someone at the Dragons organisation. He went to town. I thought it was absolutely disgraceful. So Chemis, you the only, are the only thing I can think of with them getting rid of him, 
um, in such a way, in such a manner, is they want to get rid of him now because they've got their eye on something now. Usually when you want to move someone on, though, you don't try and, like, what they're basically trying to do uh, through well, the behaviour is... Well, as Hook was up there while Azarko was coming through the juniors. Azarko's out of favour out of Brisbane. Do you think perhaps they're trying to get the amount of money Matt Dufty's off their books now to bring Azarko in now? Have you seen Azarko's defence? Yeah, I agree. I'm not. I'm not arguing. But is that what Hook's doing? Who is knows? That... But what they're trying to do, like they're they're actually like damaging um, Dufty's reputation and value in the marketplace mm. and costing him, mm. you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm. I, I through told, all this, I, I, I think it's disgraceful. I, you know, I'm not happy with that, and I think that's that's, that's a, a willing ask plan of the week. In fact, we might make a. I mean, we have the you know the um, perpetual Buzz Rothfield ask plan, yeah, thing. But maybe we can have you know the biannual. There's, it's Michael like it's Chambers. kind of a, it's. I'm kind of seeing like sort of the Mount Rushmore of ask clowns. Mm, well, we got we got Hooper there. <laughs> Tim Gore, he's up there. Absolutely, <laughs> he, he has done so many dumb things. I think I think I can accept a perpetual ask, clown. Yes, I think that's fair. I've never told you about my two worst sporting calls of all time. In 1999, I was of the opinion that for the World Cups that Australia was going to England with with in cricket and in rugby union, I made two of the worst calls. I thought that the rugby team should leave John Eels behind because his time was gone, and I thought. Steve War's time was up and he should be left behind. Well, I you don't also, think either side had better players in the tournament. You also wanted to sack Jack Whiten at the end of 2018 as well. I so. did <laughs> never want to sack Jack Whiten. I absolutely refute that. I'm going to go to the... I'm going to find that... I just wonder if I've still got text messages that far back I can find. You want you want to say that I wanted to sack Jackie Boy. Is that what I want to do? Yeah, right. There we go. Well, that grinds my gears. You know what grinds my gears, Blake? What? That grinds my gears. Okay. Is that is that that grinds my gears? That's we covered that one for now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You grind my gears. You got something that's pissed you off, made you go on the burst? On the burst. Okay, so this isn't so much. I'm not going on the burst um, this week as much. I'm expressing concern. <laughs> right, Blake. On the concern. <laughs> on the concern. I'm very, I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned. Do you know what I'm concerned about? I was having a look through the the squad. Um, I was just doing some roster management for the Raiders. Mm. Having a look through the squad, checking some um, you know contract lengths and times. There are a lot of players currently still off contract who have we got? on this season. Um, Xavier Savage, who mm-hmm. we can talk about in length soon, but you know, presumably the next big thing, the one that everyone's excited about, Harley Smith-Shields, Sebastian Chris, Semi Valame, Sam Williams, and Matt Frawley. We should probably be looking... Obviously, some of them are more urgent than others. I'm surprised Xavier Savage... Is not hasn't been re-signed as of yet. That's one that really surprised me. But Sammy, you'd be locking in surely. Smith Shields. I mean, there's rumours that other clubs are having a look at him. Surely we'd be wanting to look him in, lock him in as well. Why are you looking at me so confused and concerned? Not looking confused and concerned. I think you make good points. So maybe we need to have a word. With yes, the powers this day that in be. 2021. I I agree with your concern. Maybe we need to have a word to the powers that be that that you know, presumably these young outside backs are the future. Mm. There's barely a name there that you mentioned there that I wasn't concerned with not being re-signed. Well, Matt Frawley's probably the obvious one. Sam uh, Williams, Matt I think... Matt Frawley's doing a job. Matt Frawley's doing a job. But, you know, he's not going to be... Schneider's going to be, you know, the main half, you'd presume, in reserve grade moving forward But Matt forward Frawley's doing a job. I've got no issues with Matt Frawley at all. I, I don't have any fears of Sam Williams leaving the club. No, he wants to stay. He's already um, I don't have any fears with that. But, yeah, everyone else you mentioned there... Um, I do. I think Semi Valamai shows his value every time we see him on the field. Everything we've seen about Matt Tomoko and Harley Smith Shields. Tomoko is re-signed till the end of... Everything we've seen about Harley Smith Shields, I've liked. And not just a little bit. And what I really like is his defence. He's also from Canberra, man. I'm sick and tired of all the local guys leaving. Yeah, and no, I agree it with hurts. that. It um, hurts. Seb, Chris, I would doubt very much we would lose, but yeah, and, and Xavier Savage, I watched him last week in, in the in the lower grade, and he fl- he went into fullback, and he looked good. The well, the hype, the hype looked, is real. The hype is real. The kid looked good, and he's big enough too. But the speed, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You know, he's got speed, and like I said, the reason we no, should no, go no, after no, Matt no. Dufty. The speed, like. Uh, when we, we were told about Matt Tomoko out in the open, and I've seen it, and it's fast. It's really, really freaking quick. Yeah, Xavier Savage is fast. But Xavier Savage, we yeah, we signed him as... A, he's just like a sprint champion. 
Yeah, that's but, his background. But he's a good footballer too. Yeah. He's a good footballer too. So, no, I don't want to do that. But, um, look, it has been a bit of a better week because we won, and uh, Danny Stewart has a bit to tell us about it. <coughs> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <coughs> well, what a difference a few weeks makes in rugby league. <coughs> the last time I made an appearance on this uh, award-winning podcast, I... Uh, let my emotions get the better of me in a uh, expletive uh, laden rant. <coughs> you know, mate, it's from then that uh, I'm going to take it in my stride a little bit more and uh, not make such hyperbolic statements. <coughs> uh, having said that, I am uh, now convinced that uh, the Canberra Raiders are your uh, uh, 2021 annual premiers. <coughs> As is well documented, uh, we had a barbecue at Rick's place in the uh, bye week and... Uh, uh, all the boys were there, all the wives were there, I was there, and a uh, fabulous afternoon was capped off by a uh, rendition of Dick Van Dyke's Put On A Happy Face, uh, performed by uh, none other than Kirsten Tarpany. <coughs> uh, everyone sang along, everyone held hands together in harmony, and uh, it was uh, that, that, that uh, moment I knew uh, we were going to uh, win the comp this year. <coughs> Now, we've turned around all that bullshit, all that supposed infighting that was going on. Uh, uh, no, we've turned all that around now, and uh, Rick's got a united, uh, he's got a united group down there. <coughs> uh, so all you Rick haters can put that in your pipes and smoke it, and uh, that was a really good win against the Broncos on Saturday night, and woo-hoo, a celebrate good times. Come on. Danny, I don't think we can argue that Danny Stewart is without question the best part of this podcast. And I think the mistake we've made in the past is putting him at the front because then people are just listening to Danny Stewart and turn <laughs> off for the rest of it, which I think is a very reasonable, you know, I wouldn't blame people for that. But Well, the, the podcast has been on the up and up and figures, audience figures are um, very much on the increase. And it does seem to have coincided with the arrival of Danny Stewart. Yeah, I don't think Because he brings his own following, doesn't he? He does. He does bring his own following. He does. And and he's magnificent. I mean, and he does have the ear. You know, exactly. It's the inside. It's, it's the inside. In, it's the inside he has. And, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's really good. But, Ricky's still talking to him. Well, yeah. I'd, I'd assume so. They, they were at the barbecue, so, you know. And and they did. Did their, you get an invite to the barbecue? Uh, I did just, you get an invite to the um, launch? I, I just couldn't make it, so, you know. Did you get an invite to the launch of the um, women's team? Or the campaign for the women's team? I did not know. Oh, I thought you were getting invited to all functions, Cambridge's functions, henceforth. Yeah, no, I'll probably have to reiterate my <laughs> desire to actually be there. But no, 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 I didn't do that. But um, look, the Tim Bron- Gable was there. The Bronco, I'm sure he was. The Broncos um, win was good, but I still have someone who, and I do believe, I think that, you know, people going off about, oh, we're back in this and stuff like this and need to remember we were playing the Broncos, but it was heartening to win. But I do have a player in particular that I think has got to lift. Who's got to lift? Jack Whiten. Yeah. Well, look, he's just got to. He, when, when he did have his hand on the ball and when he ran and scored that try, he looked great. He looked but I mean, great. It's, it's the problem is he's a bit lost sometimes. He's out on his edge and he stays there. Do you know what? If I It won't happen, but if I was coaching the side... If you were. Yep. Or, you know, had a had a chief executive role or was yep. one of the members of the board. or mm-hmm. I, I would be campaigning for Jack to go back to fullback. You know why? Because in the current game, fullback is the most important position on the field. The most attacking position on the field. Look at, at Tommy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Look no, at Tommy no, T. I, I, I don't disagree. Jack is our version of Tommy T. Yes. He's big, he's strong, he can run, he can pass, he can do it all. If you had him back at fullback and had him getting the ball every set, you know, at the moment there's whole sets go by where he's out on the left. Okay, I don't disagree with that. And I also agree the last line of defence is going to be great and his positioning is going to be great and his ball return is going to be great. So I agree with all of that. Who then do you put in the number six jersey? That's my question to you. So you're robbing Peter to pay Paul. Now, paying Paul's great. But what do you do about Peter? Who do you put there? Matt and Dufty. <clears throat> can he defend in, at five eight? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. But but that, but that's the point in doing that. You know, like that. That's what I'm saying. Gareth Widdop. Well, yeah, but he 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 can't start until next season if he does. Yeah, he can. 
He can't eat. They've basically said I was on the Warrington Forum earlier today doing mm. the research for the show. Right. You know, as, as you do. Yeah, as, as, as I do. Um, and the fans have pretty much said they expect this weekend to be his last game for Warrington. And despite reports that he hasn't actually been going that well over there, apparently he's been killing it. He's mm. been the best player in the Super I, League. I have no objection whatsoever. He's been, in, I mean, he's, he's old. Yeah, but... He's uh, old, but he's been the best player in the Super League. Do you, know who, do you know who hasn't been going well for Warrington? Who? Blake Austin. Is that right? Yeah, apparently no good. No, oh, it's no, no pity. Not his defence, so is it? Yeah, it's his defence. But what I, what, what I see with with Jack is I see him running and then getting into the position where he's trying that move where they try and get people around the outside and they're practicing that move and they're so focused on it but everyone sees it coming do you know when Jack is his most dangerous when he's when in he broken steps, field yeah but but when he steps back in and hammers at that gap that he sees because they might know that he's going to do it do you know when he's but the most dangerous when Terry Campisi all of a sudden took on the line they might not know they might know, have known he was going to do it but you still got to stop him and every time that Jack Whiten straightens up and goes hammers for that gap, yeah, they might bring him down on that time. But if he gets up, does a quick play of the ball, there's an opportunity. And secondly, he puts everyone in two minds about whether he's going to pass or run. I want to see Jack run more. I want yes, to see him run more. Yes, and if he's at fullback, more. at fullback, he'll run for over 200 metres a game. He'll take the tough carries. He'll get the set started. He'll have more opportunities. I think he should go back to fullback. It I, won't happen, but that's what I would be doing. I, and the reason I think it won't happen is because we don't have someone to go in there. Um, and Gareth Whip. Not yet, we don't. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll see that. We'll see. Um, look, it has been a long three weeks layoff, um, but um, you know, in the we're we're about to go up and see the play the sharks. Where we've you know, it's not been an unhappy hunting ground for us up against uh, St George Illawarra. Um, but the shark has a few thoughts on this. What's up? Back in the wind column, everyone. Just uh, jamming some Willie in the car on the way to work. Yes, I know that's illegal, probably, doing this uh, on the way to work, but come and get me, AFP. Anyway, yep, just trying to get some inspiration for... Uh, I got a gig on Friday night in Beechworth, Victoria, in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so, I hope to go down there, play some songs about Canberra, pain and death, and ruin everyone's weekend. Just like I hope the Raiders go up to the gong and ruin every Dragons fan's weekend. Uh, you know, and I know, Pork, look, I know you've written stuff about Jack DeBellin before and you like civil liberties and all that stuff, whatever. I'm a leftist anarchist. I don't care about laws or anything. Um, I'm just going to say this. The Raiders should take Bill Murray's advice in the movie Rushmore. Get DeBellin in your sights and take him down. Take out DeBellin. That's what I want. You know what? If that dude was my son, I'd kill him. Nobody gets in a situation like that if they're a good dude. So, and they're besmirching the name and the game. I want him out. I'm sorry. I don't feel any sympathy for him. Get him, Raiders. And bring home that W. I love you, boys. Keep going, Bailey. And go, you green things. <sighs> Scrappy-doo. There he is again. You know, I mean, what, what, I mean, what, whose idea was it to get him on the show? I think it was mine. Was it mine? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was mine. I mean, I stand by my decision, you know, like, uh, viva la difference. You know what I mean? Viva la difference. You know, he comes in, he adds a different perspective. You know, it's strange, but, you know, he does do that and he, he, he plays a part. You know, I haven't heard too much, you know, fan hatred. His contract's him. up for renewal. It is, it is. <laughs> and I've heard tell that Michael Chambers has got some insight oil on that. Uh, but we do come into the Dragons match. We have no change, no change whatsoever to our 17, which is quite nice for a change. It um, is. And the good thing is, um, although Ryan James is. Yeah. is is back from suspension. Yeah. Um, Sia has kept his spot, and I think he deserves to keep his spot. Yeah, I think he does his, too. I thought his stint was, great. was yep. fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So we've got uh, Louis, Hodgson, Papali'i, Whitehead, Hadawida Nida, and Sutton making up our pack. Then we've got uh, Sammy Williams, Jack White in the halves, Matt Tomoko and Sebastian Chris in the centres. We've got Valamai one wing, Rapin on the other wing. We've got Bailey Simonson back at the back. We've discussed that. We've got... Tom Starling uh, played 20 minutes last week, did well um, in the 14. 15 is Emre Gula, who I think had his best match of the season last week. I he think... did, but again, it's like, it's hard to know. It's yeah, like, but it's know. there, it's there. It's just getting back. Soliola, who was great, and Tarpanay, who, when he was on, had a go. Did he? 
Yeah, he did. He sort of had a go. I don't know. I wasn't that impressed by him. Some people were. I wasn't that impressed by him. Oh, I, I, you know I what still, he can do. And I still him... wonder if his heart's just not in anymore. Well, he, he needs he to get his heart into out. it because he just needs to, even if he's not going to be with he needs to show other people of what he's capable of and that he's going to turn up and be professional each week. And I, I think that's what he's doing. And he's just working his way back into it after knee injury. So I think we're going to, we're, we're going to see more and better from Tarpanay and longer minutes as well this week, I'd imagine. For them, the, problem, they've got... the problem was in the past with Joe Tarpanay was he was too angry. Yeah. And he was too angry and he'd do silly things. Yeah. Now he doesn't just look... He just doesn't seem angry at all. He needs to be a bit angry, that's we, right. We need to maybe... Someone needs to go, go, into, go into the change rooms beforehand. Go him a bit. Give him a bit of a slap. Boke him, yeah, yeah. Wind him up. Get out some of the sniffing salts. Yeah, no. And wear the opposition's gear while they're doing it. You know, like, you know, put him in a pit. Poke the bear. Yeah, yeah, poke, poke the, the bear. bear. Yeah. So we, they've got Vaughan, McCulloch and Laurie in the front row, which is pretty damn good, yeah. I think. They've got Jack Berg into the second row with Tarek Sims, which I don't think is a bad idea. Um, we've got Ford uh, locking the scrum, Jackson Ford. Um, who's got 22 games under his belt, but is making a fist of that. You've got Ben Hunt and Corey Norman, the much maligned Corey Norman, um, in the halves there. In fact, it's one of the more maligned halves combinations going around, really. Um, uh, you got Jared... Well, considering they're on about $2 million between them. Are they? Okay, yeah. we've got Jared Beal and uh, Braden Williame in their centres. On one wing, they've got Cody Ramsey. Um, and on the other one, you've got Ravalawa, who's actually been playing good football. You're right, I was watching Scary. him. Yeah, yeah. He, he's really improved since he was at the Raiders. Uh, Dufty at fullback. I thought he was suspended. Was that... Has he just come back from suspension? He played last weekend. Yeah. I thought maybe um, sort of... Anyway. Dufty at fullback, who's going to have a point. Well, apparently he's not going to be there. Especially if we've got an... Put himself or- in the shop window. Apparently... Dufty may not be in the team. He may right. drop well, out. we've got an oar in the water for him. So if he does play, um, I'd imagine he'll put on his best performance just to make us see what, what we're missing out on. So that scares me. Uh, Amone is in the 14. Junior Amone is in the 14. He's only got five games under his belt there, the 5'8". But um, uh, apparently he's got a bit. Josh Kerr's on the bench. Uh, we know a fair bit about him. He's a big unit prop and he's pretty good. Uh, we've got Daniel Alvaro, 134-game um, veteran. Oh, I like Alvaro. I like Alvaro. Yeah, no, like he's, he's, he's an honest toiler. He's an honest toiler and he does a good job. And then you've got Jack DeBellin Ooh. back there. It will be interesting to see what result he gets, um, what what reaction he gets from, from the fans. And Wollongong, they love him. They cheered him off after the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think... It would be interesting when he goes to, you know, a, a opposition... Yeah, it will, and it will be. Maybe already has. With maybe, the, with maybe. The where was the Bulldogs match? No, that was played at um, uh, Olympic Stadium, wasn't it? Was it? Maybe. I can't well, think exactly. where it was. Yeah, I think it probably was. Anyway, the extended bench. The extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? This is exciting. Yeah, Xavier Savage sits there. He's, he's moved. He's moved. He's been fast tracked. Mm. He was playing at the start of the year. He's playing. Whatever the, the yeah yeah the, what what is it now Harold Matthews Harold Matthews he's gone through things ninety kilos hundred eighty four centimeters and then he was reserve grade on yeah. the wing and then reserve grade fullback and now I mean he probably will drop back to um, reserve grade I can't but maybe they'll maybe they'll would... pick him as eighteenth man I well they did with Elijah Anderson he yeah. nearly came on well they might week. pick him as 18th man just to get you know the experience around the the, the the NRL squad and well that's that's where he's sitting at the moment because you got Hudson Young uh, yeah no he'll be the Matt Frawley and Ryan James as your extended bench there they've because got... the 18th man is an outside back because if you do have a back go off yeah, or yeah, it's yeah. easier to you know otherwise yeah, you know, I think forwards. that's right uh, the other one would be Hudson Young but I still think he's got to really get he had a good form. game in reserve grade last I week. I think he's got a little bit more to do yet. But yeah, no, he. I've been noting he's been working hard. Um, they've got uh, young Clune, who's a pretty pretty good little halfback from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, moving around in the their 18 jersey. Um, he's got a bit of first grade experience, 21 games underneath underneath him. But obviously, he's, uh, you know, Famasili is um, there in the 19 jersey. He He's a big prop, 36 games, big unit. Um, he can do a bit of damage. Young man by the name of Tyrell Sloan. He hasn't played a game yet. He's a fullback. I don't know anything about him whatsoever. And then we've got, of course, the wild card here, Zach Lomax coming back. Well, this is my thing. This is this is a bit of going off early Blake Stradamus. Blake Stradamus. Uh, Dufty to drop out of the side. Mm. Lomax to either go to centre or possibly fullback. They may want to play him at fullback. They may play him. I'd say it'd be fullback or in the centre. It may be a bit much to go um, 
they'll probably put him as centers. It's been a long Rams, way off to yeah. bring him straight back. I know, it's a lot of running. It's that a lot of running. Of work. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot of running. But I, I'm not going to be surprised if he comes in there. Speaking of extended bench, you know when we, we were talking about the extended bench a couple of weeks ago against the Bulldogs? Mm. And we got very excited that there was someone on the Bulldogs extended bench called Shoop. Oh, yeah, Shoop. Shoop. Have, have, yeah, I watched him. He's good, isn't he? Yeah, but have you heard what his name, how his name's actually pronounced? Shop. It's Shop. Yeah, yeah. Very disappointing. Yeah, really disappointing. Very disappointing. But, but it goes to show, like, play. goes to show why we go through the extended bench, because that guy, you know, a few weeks ago... Mm, no one knows, but no one you know. heard about him first here yeah. on Raiders of You with Blake and the Port. And now is it... Now finger on the pulse. Now is it a household name? A household <laughs> name, and said correctly, too. Um, we've got a good record at Wollongong. Um, down there, so... What, what, a couple of things I was going to point out in the lead to this game, they're actually off a five-day turnaround. And it's not often that we come up against a site where we've got a much longer turnaround than they do. We've got That's seven right, days. They played on Monday, yeah, so got five Tuesday, days. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, so yeah, five days. Five-day turnaround. And the other thing I would point out is the two form lines... We're coming off a seven-day turnaround. Yeah, that's what I just said. The, two, the form lines of the two teams are basically exactly the same. Do you know, of our last nine games... Mm. with both teams have lost seven and only won two. Mm. And you know, for both teams, who those two victories have come up against? Bulldogs and the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, so, so we're going about as bad as each other. So it, it, it right. should be well, even money. They haven't beaten us since the uh, mudgy Glen Willow incident when we um, lost a man to a sin bin most, most heinously in that. And they still only won by seven points. Um where we got a man sin bin there that was just wrong. Remember when we beat them at the um, at Wollongong, and we had a man sent off. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you'd rem- you were actually you there. were there. You yeah, were in the I press conference, there. and that was yeah round seventeen of two thousand nineteen. Yes, gave that was some, a fa- that was quite a famous press conference. That one gave some fairly bad advice to someone before that press conference. Fairly bad advice. <laughs> fairly bad advice. The answer yeah, you, you give if someone's asking you about a spear tackle. And your that your player did the answer you give is oh, I'll have to look at the video. What I'm worried about now is how that kid is. That's the answer. But yeah. you know, you live, you learn. You don't say I don't give a f about the parents. <laughs> I don't know who would have given him the dreadful advice that he got before that one. It was shocking. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe yeah. they should pretty much retire from their media role. Anyway, um, but yeah, we've beaten them a lot. So we thirty-seven eight last year up there, um, twenty-nine points. That was in round eighteen, and then we beat them in twenty twenty in round eight, twenty-two to sixteen. So we won both matches last year. And I remember Zach Lomax did pretty well in that match in the round eight one in two thousand and nineteen. That was the first game back from the. That was my first yeah. game back. It was so cold. There was yeah. fifteen hundred people there. 30. And yeah, the whole, best thing about that game was that um, people were giving it to Corey Norman. And it was like being at like a country, you know. Yeah, yeah everyone where, can actually hear. Yeah, it. yeah. People give, and he was turning around and giving, he was giving back. Good, good on him. <laughs> um, I, yeah. didn't have, I didn't have a problem with that, but I don't have a problem with in the same way I don't have a problem with um, Mitchell Moses signing balls and giving them to um, disgruntled Tigers fans. I don't have a problem with that either. No, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. I don't like like. Everyone gives them enough stick that if they give it back, that's their right. Yeah, and to the victors go the spoils. I think the idea that, speaking of someone who writes on, you know, like uh, for an online magazine and cops abuse from people, I personally think, and people get genuinely surprised when I give it back to them, it's like, well, you started it, you took a swing, and if you want to say that I'm an idiot and I have no idea what I'm doing and everything You're I probably is crap. Right. <laughs> say it in a nice way. Say, are you sure you have the qualifications for this point, Mr. Gore? No, I understand a- your passion for the game, but do you have the cognitive abilities to actually support your argument? Well, you're a self-declared expert, so clearly you do have the... I'm not a self-declared expert. Anyway, I've talked to my editors there about changing that to a disenfranchised crank, but they won't do it for some reason. Um, but I, I think it's fine to give it back to people when they do it, as long as it's within reason. So, you know, you and I didn't have any problem with Adam Fanua Blake doing no, the cry eyes. We I don't have, have any don't problem have... with Michael Ennis doing the Viking clack thing. It adds to the experience. Like I say, go, to a, go watch a Brumbies game where there's a bunch of anonymous South Africans who, yeah. you know, you don't know who they are. There's no engagement. There's not, it's, it's dull. Yeah, it is dull. It's dull. You, the game needs characters. It does. And it needs heroes and villains. And it's, it's, it's the entertainment business, you know. It's a sport, but it's also entertainment. No, no, no that's right. I, I'm worried about this match this weekend that should Dufty play, and I suspect he will, and, and Corey Norman have a point to prove because they got so badly maligned and played so poorly. 
the Dragons played so badly against the Bulldogs. It wasn't just the Bulldogs played well. They did. But the Dragons played so poorly. They must come out this weekend and respond. They must. And I expect them to. So if the Raiders think anything other than they're going to get the Dragons coming at their throat at a million miles an hour with a massive point to prove, they are going to get beaten by a big score. Yeah. So the Raiders have to be ready for that in an absolute big way. But two points uh, before the week off um, would be just so good. It would just allow the team to settle a bit more and maybe... You know, maybe do go for a run for the finals and, you know, see what can happen. Well, if we win this game and um, the Sharks lose to the Cowboys, mm. we'll be back into eighth spot. Yeah. I just keep noticing us going up on the ladder when other sides lose rather than us winning. Well, no, that was a couple of weeks ago. No, it happened the other day there, too. There were a couple of weeks ago when we lost and we moved up the ladder. No, when the Titans and Roosters match was going on, yeah. the Roosters were up to 30 <laughs> and the Titans were at 6, they did a live ladder and we jumped the Titans on 4 and against. And it was like, oh my God, this is how we climb up the ladder now because we're less useless, less yeah. bad. Um, we're going through there. But listener of the week, Blake, you got someone for us? Uh, no, you do. It's Hoosh. 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 He's a ref. He's a ref. He's a ref. Out, out west. There. Yeah, way out west where the rain don't fall. He actually might be in Canberra. I thought he was out in, in the areas, but I think he might be in Canberra. But he's definitely a ref, knows a fair bit about it. Always he's definitely a listener. On, yeah, he's definitely a listener. Yeah. Always weighs in, and we're listening to you, Hoosh. And look, if you're a listener, you've got a pulse. Yeah, you're going to get listener of the week. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to get it a number of times. Um, we were contemplating giving it to T-Mac for his third. Um, but you know, you know, maybe we have to get. You hold know, off, hold off. They, they, wait, wait. That could be end of the season. Yeah, yeah, maybe. End, end, it could be. of the year. Look, and we do have obviously reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful. Part three. You know what the reasons to be cheerful are? We've got to win. Oh, for God's sake, we've got to win. That that's enough to make you cheerful. Isn't it? I don't care who is against. I don't care who is against. And we scored the most second half points that we have done this year in that second half. And I, again, don't care who it was against. We did actually score them. We've been playing against people who were, you know, not really any better than the Broncos and doing nothing. So the fact that we scored that amount of points was great. We got no injuries. Wasn't that wonderful? That's a reason to be cheerful. And my most, my most reason to be cheerful is that when Josh Hodgson came off the field, Ricky Stewart came down out of the box, which is something he hasn't been doing, and sat next to Josh on the bench... And and I don't know what the relationship's like between them at the moment. I really don't. I know they're making all the right noise and stuff. I don't know. But what everyone saw was Ricky and Josh sitting on the bench together and those two club leaders making an absolute point of it. And you know what? Lord Funkington saw that too. Right. Canberra Raiders round 15. It's the Georgia Warwick Dragons. We're going to flog them by 56. But what's most important here is that the Raiders are back. A good win on the fringes of the eight. Nothing but spuds below us, but more importantly, nothing but spuds above us. So we're going to work that out this week against the Dragons, get a bit more for and against, and get back into the finals positions where we know where we belong. And with that out of the way, I wish to issue a personal plea to Ricky Stewart and Josh Hodson. Fellas, work it out. Get into a room together, drink it out, hug it out, punch it out, grab a peace pipe and smoke it out. It doesn't matter. Just get together and work out something that's best for the team you love the most. Josh bleeds green. He bleeds green. Even though he comes from the land of three lines, we need him. God knows we need him. I'm personally begging you, Josh Hodgson, to stay. And I'm personally begging you, Rick, get in there, be the bigger man, give him a big hug and bring him back in. Now, I do have a bit of disappointment for people because neither myself nor Lord Funkington have put together a song this week. Uh, oh, dear. You had three weeks. Well, we did all right. We had three. Do you know probably the best thing us about us not being on last week or the week before, whenever it was, we managed to avoid all the Kokomo's puns so that's right i did come up with some lyrics for that one no no no, no, no. the people need to hear no. it now the people need to hear it um so where was it it's somewhere in here uh, because we did think about doing it and it was a good idea i thought it was a good idea um so there's a few expletives here that blake's gonna have to do like so it's the tune of kokomo by the beach boys i'm not beeping stuff man I'm nah, a bi-week week breaker curtis gonna take your smart mouth you're picking come on then you f wit your weak c your soft bro too scared to have a real go and then off of Bunda Street, there's a place called Kokomo. That's where you want to go to get into a brawl. Take your clenched right hand and swing it hard into that man who's been talking such shit, and now he's going to lose some teeth down at Kokomo. Now, we do want to point out that Kokomo's bar has an unnecessarily bad name for this sort of stuff, and we're taking that, well, in, the we're taking that in the light-hearted manner. That's have you seen that Kokomo's have actually banned um, Raiders players moving forward? Yeah, because they don't, <laughs> they don't want that... that 
that reputation. Have they banned yeah. any members of any other organisations as well? They should I, I, I don't know. Maybe they have. Maybe those are the only ones. But I will say that I've had a function there at Kokomo's and the food was... Food's great. Really, the food really is good. good. The food um, is good. And, and I'm there making... Go every, for the food. Go for the food. Leave before the fight. <laughs> <laughs> we don't think there's going to be a fight. So it, it, it's in there. But, you know, we've already done Blake's Stradama. So what are we no, going to come well, out there's, there is actually... This is the, okay, I'll save it for next week. I'll say there's, there was another Blake Stradamus. Okay, no, no, I want to hear. I want to. No, hear. we've gone on too long. Oh, we have gone on too long. Uh, we got the bye after this, and then we got the Titans home on Saturday, third of July at five thirty. So, gee, wouldn't it be just lovely if we could get two points this week somehow? I don't even care how. Go into the bye, then come back and get two points there. All of this a is sudden. the thing. Our run is actually. I mean, we, we had a bit of a rough run. Then we had, you know, yeah, Storm uh, and everything going Roosters, wrong at the same time. Yeah, South Sydney. We played. The better teams, um, yeah, and we do have quite a few games against probably teams more on our level. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a bit disappointing. So we can actually get our form back and climb back up to the level where we all think we should be at. Anyway, we can still live in hope. We can still live in hope. Anyway, you have been listening to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork, the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet. Coming to you from the filthiest store and buried somewhere in the bowels of Pacific, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? Never. We'll talk to you again soon. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork.